0: you live from my house and and our office on the computer in the magical land of the internet this is a dodgers pregame show what's going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on the twitter and the instagram i don't know why i point so much when i do this probably because i'm uncomfortable i'm in a corner in my room that guy over there is brook me three or just brook if you're nasty how you doing bud
1: I'm good. It was nice to have a day off from stressing, and now I'm right back to being stressed out and upset. (laughs) So, you know, just normal day as a Dodger fan, normal
0: season. Bless up to that. I I, I feel uh, every every centimeter of that. I don't know if you could feel a statement, but, you know, it is. It is what it is. So, uh, yeah, we got game three tonight, guys. Uh, 5.08 Pacific Time, post-Meridian, on Fox with everybody's friend Joseph Buck and... John Johnald Smoltz John. <laughs> uh, On on the play by play. So it's going John to find open. let's find a few comments here. We got our boy AJ <clears throat> on the guitar in the stream saying Brooks Smith, which is something we've talked about on the podcast. I hate that your your Zoom says that, but at least you're famous now. You got to ask Cody about whether or not Los Angeles is in LA. Or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he made sure to let me know that there are a lot of Dodger fans in LA, and I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we got our friend Richard Hooker, Mr. Dick Hooker, over on Facebook. Says, "What's up, Dodger Nation? Good to see you, Richard. Always always good to see you in there."
0: But so you know, we got uh, we got a chance for a win when when there's a hooker in the chat. Mr. Yeah, Hooker absolutely. Leslie Taylor's in the stream on Facebook. Happy Friday. Let's go Dodgers. It is Friday. It's weird. Cause it's, it's i uh, I've been a day ahead all week up until today. It's been a very weird feeling week. I don't know. Maybe it's because the series started on, uh, on tuesday but i mean it worked out going up they you know baseball doesn't compete well with the foosball and hey my eagles won last night somehow despite themselves
1: yeah real a real powerhouse football game that was last night between two of the biggest teams in the nfl going head to head with each other and falling over each other
0: uh, it was like it was like watching two feral cats without legs fight over a carcass of chicken i don't know that's a thing that's what i'm going with
1: uh fly eagles fly
0: uh, see we got uh, Ulysses in on Facebook first comment saying let's go boys we go up 2-1 to one tonight that's right this is a, a big time swing game in this series uh, not that there's home field advantage in this series but the Dodgers lost home field advantage losing game two Uh, still some, some positives to take away from that game too, which we'll get into in a little bit. We'll get into these comments still a little bit more. Eric fog on Facebook saying Walker throwing fire tonight under the sea on YouTube saying someone knocks some sense into me. I got this. I was like, that was like a punishment thing, right?
1: We don't have a lot of sense. I don't know if there's any sense that we can knock into you very well. Uh, Tim Rogers, Mr. Tim over there says, feel like throwing up ready for the game that's about uh, how i've gone into every game so far kate australian kate says hi friends hi australian kate
0: hi hello uh steve may over on facebook is 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 uh calling attention to some p- uh, potential cheating here it says please pay attention i heard some strange whistles during tampa bay's at bats there's a chance they could be cheating it's like i mean at this point i just i can't i just can't
1: Steve, I, I can't imagine they would cheat uh, right on the heels of a cheating scandal. Yeah. being exposed—that would be a strange. That would definitely be a first uh, ever. Send it but, to John, uh, boy. Yeah, we'll have him look at it a little <laughs> bit further. Christian over on Periscope says, so "How we feeling about the roof closed? Uh, there's weather in Texas, so uh, you know I'd rather have the roof closed than have weather.
0: I uh, yeah game. yeah I would definitely rather have uh, a game over a rain, but. Uh... Yeah, you know, that's just me, Trent Thomas, our buddy Trent Thomas, the recent guy I've noticed more in these streams. Appreciate you hanging out on Periscope. Says playoff butane LFG playoff butane has been getting better, definitely. Uh, Claire asks how much beer required tonight. Well, just before we we hit the live button, Brooke and I were talking about that. We are finally out of beer in the office, and that's that's mm-hmm. horrible news. So if somebody wants well, to get, send us, some I get beer. to go home and drink.
1: So well, yeah, yeah, but Whatever. you
0: know, beer in the office is also very important. Well, let us know if you want uh, the PO box. We take beer or uh, beer gift cards. Can you Amazon because It is a beer? whole beer? I'm I'm messing around. By the way, people. All right, let's uh, first before we get into the game. Before we get into what's going on tonight for Game Three, we got to talk a little bit about what we saw in uh, Game Two. I'm calling it a Game Two misfire. Um, in your opinion, did the opener plan finally backfire? Um,
1: uh, I don't know if it. I don't think they had much of a choice. I think that's the problem. So I've I've heard people say it both ways where they're like, yeah, it was already planned out like that. Of course, Tony came out as quick as he did. Of course he had as quick of a hook as he did. He wasn't supposed to be in there long. And that's true. But also I don't understand why people thought there was really an alternative. You you can maybe start some other guys on really short rests and hope that it works out, but that kind of screws you for the rest of the series. Um, you know, if, if you started Julio, you're probably not going to get the, you're probably going to get similar length that you would have mm-hmm. got of Tony, maybe two innings, maybe two more efficient innings, but two innings, nonetheless, I, I don't know. I, I think in, uh, you can look at it and say, yeah, we lost that game. So it didn't work out, but you can also look at it and say, Look, we lost that game, but we didn't burn important people that we're going to need for the next three games because we have three straight games that we have to play. So you got to look at it with a glass half full kind of kind of uh, mentality, or else you're really just gonna you're just really gonna hate yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you you would think maybe Walker could have gone on really short rest, but the idea I do like the idea of Walker being available more. You know, game three and game seven, if needed, or or if there's a chance to really just uh, close the door in six, you go for it there. So it does make a little bit more sense. I understand that. I, you know, I, I think it's just more so not not the opener biting you in the ass in that particular game, but but the way the usage for May and Gonsolin in particular kind of came back to bite Dave a little bit. And you know, we did see uh, salty Dave a bit more when talking about that in the post game right after that game. Like he, he didn't want to field those questions about about May and Gonsolin and all that, and and even the kids. Yeah. You know, they. We, one thing we've we've really learned this year, being involved with every one of these press conferences and whatnot, is uh, the Dodger kids, the rookies, are very well versed in the uh, the cliches and all the right things to say. Don't be too controversial. <laughs> be as bland and vanilla as you can. And and um, you know, but you can kind of tell. Tony did not want to come out, and Dustin's saying like, "I'll do whatever." You're getting a lot more out of Julio's like. Like, you know, I, I want to pitch, <laughs> please let me pitch. Right. I want to start. I think it's an honor to start sort of thing. So it is what it is. Um, the other side of it too, the other question about the, the opener, it's like throwing the opener against Tampa Bay's ace in, in Blake Snell, 2018 Cy Young guy. Um, yeah. You know, like you were saying, not too many decisions, but uh ultimately you know you got to be proud to see that the, the fight out of the boys in blue at the end of it
1: um, I mean to knock Snell out as as early as they did they knock him out in the fifth inning um, mm-hmm. considering you know you rewind to as early as the fourth inning and you're looking at Snell like yeah he's cruising he's gonna he might pitch seven strong innings out of this one if he can if he can get some quick outs here um, so for them to come back to fight to find it in them to to scratch and claw and get back in the game and only lose that game by two runs despite their bullpen pretty much giving it up. Um, It's impressive. It's impressive to see them get that far uh, with not a bunch of rested dudes just in general in their their starting rotation, but also out of their bullpen. Um, And while also looking at that, realizing that they have the off day, and now they get to go Walker Bueller, they get to go Julio, and then they get to go back to King Kershaw. And you're looking at that and you're saying, okay, they're set up pretty well now because after tonight out of Charlie Morton, you got tomorrow, which is uh, – you, you can call the Rays – you can call it that they have a actual starting picture in uh, Ryan Yarborough, but not really. Still uh-huh. kind of a bullpen game for them. If you can knock Charlie Morden out as early as the teams have this postseason, which they haven't knocked him out. The Rays just haven't thrown him very often. There are a lot. Um, you can almost get back-to-back bullpen days, which that puts you in a really tough spot during this – we're going to call it a three-game series right now from yeah. Friday to Sunday
0: no definitely and uh you know the dodgers are set up like you said running those three out we we are set up uh pretty we have the advantage in the series if you look at it on paper having the starters going up against you know what would equate to bullpen games but at the same time those are very uh, the the rays are very uh renowned for having a very good bullpen so something of a toss up i still give the advantage a non homer advantage to the dodgers um one one nitpicky moment i had about game 2 is uh, I'm calling it – I'm identifying it as a poor approach with that four-man outfield. And, and uh, despite what you say to me on Twitter, I still think I could have found a hole. I could have found some dirt and got that ball through for a ribby that JT could not. But why Why the hell are they going up there daddy-hacking when there's four-man outfield, when there's two wide-open slots uh, at shortstop and, and traditional shortstop and traditional second base?
1: Uh well I mean personally I, I'm not a good hitter regardless so I couldn't really tell you too much about it but <laughs> I know Will Smith is like yeah it's not really going to change how we swing uh you know if you get down in the count a little bit it's a little bit easier to kind of just try to softly put the bat on the ball and guide it um but he in his in his words he's like we're just going to hit it hard no matter what you know yeah. if it's up in the air it's up in the air if it's in on the line it's on the line if it's on the ground it's on the ground my goal is to go up there and hit the ball hard and find a hole somewhere and so you know, I, I get it. It's it's I think part of the format outfield is it, half of it is a mental game. Half of it is like, let's get in his head. Let's see yeah. what we can do to him. Let's get him out of his game. Let's try to get him to change up his swing. And that's exactly what the Rays want him to do. Change up your swing. We're going to force you to burn us on that right side. That's not your that's not your strong area. So if you can do it, yeah. all right, you can do it. But we're willing to bet that you can't. <laughs> and that changes up a player's mindset. It screws with their psyche. Will didn't let it get to him. Obviously, he smoked a ball out over everybody's heads, so it didn't matter where they were standing. Um, I don't know. I don't hate the approach. I don't love the approach. I don't hate the shift. I know people. I know people across baseball are talking about whether or not they hate the shift, but I yeah. don't hate the shift.
0: Uh, shifts is part of the game now. Uh, I'm I'm very fine with with Big Willie style daddy hacking because he's been uh, absolutely tattooing the ball all season long, and he's earned that. On the flip side, you know, I think it was before before game two, we're we're looking at Justin Turner whether or not he he really should still be in that third spot in the lineup, and right. that that seemed like a a premium spot for JT to do some some veteran presence give us some veteran present and and find find dirt it's, it for a big leaguer with uh especially somebody with the, the pedigree of JT and the bat control that Justin Turner has to be able to find one of those two gaps would not have very been very hard and they were playing deep in the outfield so you definitely could have gotten ribby out of that you could have scored maybe ended up you know uh, first and third but um you know you hope they kind of adjust and change that uh change facing that you, you figure that's not uh, the last time they're going to see the four-man outfield. And, and like you said, you know, hopefully it, it, it doesn't kind of stick in their head too much, but it, it definitely seemed like a lot of in their head. And, hey, you know it It, it worked out in the Rays' favor, unfortunately, but still good for the Dodgers uh, to come back a little bit in that game. Getting into some comments here based Lord on YouTube saying, I think Dodgers were looking at game two as if they'd be lucky to win it. But, uh, you know, Uh, I'm going to focus on that part because we kind of saw that with the last game two in the Mm -hmm. NLCS where Davis saying like, you can't look at all these as do or die games and that it almost came back to bite us in the ass. Uh, Is that something maybe the Dodgers were thinking about? It's like they could luck their way through game two, but if not, oh well.
1: You know, I think that they were realizing the people that they had coming up behind them for both the Rays and the Dodgers. And they look at that matchup and it's easy to say like, in that three-game set, we like us taking that the best of that three-game set. We like us taking at least two, uh, two of those games, then pushing it as much as we can. I think if you're looking at the game, two and you're realizing that you have the opportunity to either burn through somebody and take a gamble there or go with a rested guy and an opener and go with a bullpen and gamble there, I think you're going to take the gamble on the bullpen and take the gamble on those guys with the openers, realizing, like, hey, if we somehow manage to get a two-game lead out of this with an opener with our bullpen, you're in a prime spot. There's no way you're losing the world series after that. So I think they rolled the dice on that one. Ultimately it didn't work out in their favor, but regardless, I still think that they're set up pretty nicely for this weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could end up out. Uh, we could end up with uh, baseball being done by Sunday as early as Sunday. We hope it's on the positive side, but a lot of good things are, are lined up well for the Dodgers. Like we already said more comments here. Steve May says, beer fund. I like that idea. Might be time to finally uh, start that Patreon. People of uh, a couple people have brought up
1: the ba- the Patreon beer fund. It'll that's just all the, it's for
0: yeah. It'll just be Uh Jonathan no. Jonathan on on Facebook says anyone is welcome to send beer over. Also thanks. So Jonathan would also like beer. <laughs> hey, don't that's our gig. That is our thing, Jonathan.
1: He's talking our beer money.
0: I I know where you social media at, bro. <laughs> uh, I saw another one uh, about. I think it was from from. Steve saying about uh, you know Turner not really hitting any velocity so far this month and right. it's weird he 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 has not looked good he's swinging through a lot of pitches and that was of yeah, this is we're talking this about. is something
1: that you and I talked about where we're like you know <laughs> you look at JT and in one at bat. And you're like, oh man, like he just should not be hitting in the third spot. He shouldn't be there. He should be moved around. He's not the old JT. He's old now. (laughs) And then he'll do something amazing. And you're like, oh yeah, that's why he hits in the third spot. I forget that every time. But I don't know, man, the way it's set up and the way things have been going, you know, you get Mookie and then Corey, and then you got JT rounding up the lineup in the top three. And he's not doing his job. He's not hitting the ball to the right side when it matters. He's not hitting the ball on the ground when it matters. He's taking three one hacks and popping up like, you can't be doing that man. You got to have better situational awareness than that, especially as a number 3 hitter. Like so much relies on you. Um you know, if you get one of those first two guys in, uh, top of the order on and then have JT come up and pop up, then you know, it puts you in a weird spot. You got two outs with your number 4 hitter up, you know, maybe Max draws a walk and then you're betting on Will Smith's hammering a ball. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly an ideal setup when when JT's not hitting. If JT's not hitting, I just I just don't know how you're winning ballgames, games, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really tough. I do like JT against Charlie Morton tonight. We'll get more into that in a little bit uh, with the starting pitchers and with the lineups and all that. Uh, But first, I want to do the thing a little bit.
1: All right, guys, I got to stop right there and talk
0: about my
1: bookie. Between the NFL, college ball, MLB playoffs, a little of everything. There's no shortage of games to watch nowadays. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into Payday, my favorite day of the week with my bookie. If you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites, considering putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout, not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real moneymaker.
0: Hey, don't forget those underdogs, too. They have a ton of value. And the thing about you know, NFL is underdoggers, underdoggers, <laughs> the underdogs are never really dogs on Sunday. Anything can happen. We just saw that happen this past weekend. But, hey, you know, they lost me some money. But every team truly has a chance to win. And uh, you do, too. That's how you're supposed to do it. Game spreads, championship, futures, prop bets. There's so many options there. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. That's right. You can sign up at MyBookie.
1: And when you do, use our promo code, will you? It's Overtime, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. To claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code Overtime, O V E R T I M E, for you to claim your bonus when you make the deposit.
0: Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports and more sign up today and begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Uh,. We got to remind you, we do have a giveaway going on on our Instagram. We're giving away an autographed Corey Seager ball. Uh, Go follow our friends at elite sports collectibles. Uh, The more people that follow them, the better we look and the more stuff we can give away to you guys. So that's cool. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there. They're doing raffles all the time and, and uh, they, they so far seem to be really good people. So check them out at elite sports collectibles and check out our Instagram. You'll find a Corey Seager autographed ball in the feed. Uh, Another reminder, uh, Right after our show, wherever you're watching us, Doug McCain will be going live for the post game. We hope it's a happy post game, but it could be a mad post game or a sad <laughs> post game. More likely an angry post game if we lose. But um do go ahead and check out Doug McCain on the DN post game show right after the game. Wherever you're watching us, you can find Doug. Uh anyways, moving on. Starting pitchers or lineups. What do you want to get into first, Chief?
1: Uh let's do starting pitchers.
0: All right, starting pitchers. Here we go. Game three matchup. We got Butane Walker Bueller on the bump going against what do they call him? Uncle Charlie Morton because he's old
1: because <laughs> he's that? old and throws a curveball. And he yeah, does a curveball.
0: Uh, on on paper and and knowing the pedigree of these two in the World Series in the past, this is uh. This is a fun looking, uh, a fun looking matchup for for baseball fans for sure, especially traditional baseball fans that like low scoring games, uh, pitchers' duels sort of thing. You know, it's a battle of bullpen or sorry, uh, postseason aces for both both these teams. So, Bueller, I'm gonna say, help us, Butane. You're our only hope because you can't go down two one uh, in the World Series. What are your thoughts on on Walker Bueller here in his what second World Series start ever?
1: Yeah, I mean, he got the 2018 World Series start against Boston when we were, I believe, we were down two games to none during that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that was the that was the long game, right? The Max Muncy yeah, game. Yeah, that was that game. Yeah, he pitched. I mean, seven shutout innings against a uh, a really really good Red Sox team. Like a, like no one was going to beat that Red Sox team. Um, that offense was just a chuggernaut. Uh, you know, he, he didn't give up any runs that game. He didn't walk anybody. He struck out seven. looked phenomenal threw a ton of pitches um, and then the Dodgers kind of gave it up and then they had to win it, you know, three hours later or whatever it was. But yeah. Walker to me, and you know, this isn't even just going off of stat lines, just, just the eye test for me. He has looked increasingly better every postseason start that he's, yeah. that he's had so far.
0: Yeah. It looks like he's, he's uh, it, it was going to take time for him to one, let the blisters kind of heal. Cause again, there's two that they didn't want to tell us, but they eventually did. To kind of let them heal up, but also the big thing for him was just getting used to throwing with those, kind of getting the the feel and control. Because, you know, you you develop these uh, you know sort of calluses with it and whatnot, so it's going to change the the feel of your pitch. So, right. I think, like we'd said, uh, I think in the previous show or the previous pre- uh, pregame, he everything was lined up for him to get at or near a hundred percent for this World Series, and we saw it in his last start. Where he, yeah, he was spot on, and uh, he he didn't you know, beforehand. He had been walking a bunch of people, just didn't look himself. And then now, uh, I feel really, really good about this um, about this matchup. And another reason to feel really good is the most bizarro World Twenty Twenty thing. We're happy to hear Austin Barnes is in the lineup at catcher, catching him.
1: Yeah, I mean that was his uh, his last start against the Braves. That was his first time with with uh, Barnes being his. Designated catcher, I guess, his assigned catcher now yeah. um, rather than just a one off start or something like that. And you see, I don't think it's early enough to say like, hey, Barnes is your assigned starter. But it almost feels like Barnes should be his assigned starter at this point, given how well he pitched. Obviously, we have to know how today goes. Things could be different. Oh, yeah. But um, I think there's just something to say about Austin Barnes and his framing capability. Um, the things that he provides behind the plate, the the confidence that these guys, especially these veteran guys, seem to have in him, all those things just add up and track that he should be the guy that's behind the dish. I love that the Dodgers continue to do, do this. I love that Doc continues to take the gamble on this because it, mm-hmm. is, it is a little bit of a roll of the dice.
0: I think I think I saw Tim talking about it earlier too, our boy SD Dodger Tim, uh, liking the idea of just throwing Barnes behind the, the plate for the rest of the series. And, and it's not a slight against Will Smith. No, oh, no, no, no! It's not, 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 not by any means. It's, it's just
1: it, in matchup based. It works better in terms of experience veterans too. Yeah, just being there, um, having that experience. I mean, he's been a part of the team for a really long time. He's played in a couple World Series now. He's played in a ridiculous number of playoff games. He took Grandal's job during the 2017 run. There's so many things about Austin Mars where you're like, you have been here before. Yeah, you should be behind the plate. And add a, add in the fact that Will Smith is so freaking hot with the bat. If you, guys know, <laughs> if you guys know the kind of toll that catching takes on uh, <laughs> an individual, you will know that there's a reason why catchers aren't supposed to really hit. There, there's a reason why that historically it's been like, a, hey, well, you're here for your defense. If you can provide offense, yeah. great, but if not, not a big deal. You're here for your defense. It takes it a lot out of you, makes your body hurt a lot. So if Will Smith <laughs> can stay entirely fresh this whole series and be the DH, holy hell, man. Think about how hard he's hitting the ball now and just how hard he will be hitting the ball.
0: Think of our history, uh, of recent history of Dodgers catchers. You got Yasmany Grandal, who was always just tired and worn out. I mean, he was catching 130 games, 125-plus games in a season. And by the end of the season, you know, he is tired. He's letting balls get by him and all that kind of stuff. So it, it hurt him. He could go back. You know, with with young, uh, first time through with Russell Martin, every year he, he just kind of tapered off. AJ Ellis, he would taper off. Paul LaDuca, he tapered off, and then he found something to help him taper off less. Um, <laughs> steroids. Kids, we're Steroid. looking for steroids, steroids. and And human <laughs> growth hormone. Mm-mm. Just like mom used to make. Uh, Delicious. So, yeah, no, I, I really do like Austin, and I honestly would have preferred to have seen Austin in the game in game two catching the kids as well catching gonsolin and catching uh catching dmae i think he would have helped um help kind of you know not ease the blow or, or soften it or anything like that but you know i think there's just something now that it's hit a point with austin where he's he's kind of uh become a calming presence behind the plate and you know again will is going to get there. He's not quite there yet. This is his first World Series. He's still a wide-eyed kid going into this, too. He only got into, like, what, I guess four of the games in the uh, in, in the NLDS last year at his first taste of the postseason. So give him some time. Give him some time. But uh, with the DH, too, you got to take advantage. And, and it's not like right now Austin Barnes is a slouch with the bat because in starts he's batting over 400. I think he's batting, like, 430, 4- 40 in his game starts six uh six hits and 14 at bats or something like that so
1: <laughs> he's doing it he's doing it with very bars. low exit velocity too
0: <laughs> hey sometimes you just gotta find grass man that's all you gotta do
1: I, I look i'm not gonna hate it man if will smith is hammered balls 105 miles an hour right into gloves I'll, yeah. I'll take the 82 mile an hour bloop single that's gonna find it find a hole somehow
0: yeah no uh it's uh it <laughs> grass find grass wins ball games guys and, uh, well, I don't, there's a lot more I can go into on this Barnes thing and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, back to the other side, Charlie Morton on the bump. He has, uh, been very good this postseason.
1: He has, uh, I, I did a deep dive into the numbers because I needed to know why he's been so good this season, because in my opinion, old people should never do well during the postseason <laughs> because you're at the end of the season. You've played a lot of games. You've thrown a lot of pitches. You should be tired what's wrong with you, grandpa? Why are you still pitching so well? One earned run in 15 and two thirds innings. He has been, um, what's a good way to say this. They have been easy on him. Yeah. The, the, the managerial staff, they've done what the rays have done all year. Um, and that's, what's led to a lot of their success. They've taken it easy on their starting pitchers. They've pulled them arguably early just to make sure. Um, he has only gone deep into a game once. And that was when he was pulled in the sixth inning of, uh, the championship series. So, Three starts, 15 innings, you know, you're getting what you're getting out of Morton. He's going to have to throw again in this series at some point. Um, So you don't know how they're going to handle him in this game in particular. They might pull him early. They might let him go. You don't really know. But you look at his season, he had a very average season, arguably a very below average season. And all of a sudden he's coming out and shutting dudes down personally. I think it's all matchup based. I think that he faced, he ran into a couple of teams that don't hit curveballs well at all, and that is the Yankees and Astros. The Astros, yeah. in particular, do not hit the curveball well; have not all season long. That definitely showed. He shut them out twice in his appearances. Um, the Dodgers are a much better curveball hitting team, and I know it doesn't seem like it, but statistically, <laughs> you look at it, they've had a lot more success against curveballs than either of those teams. That um, on the flip side. Walker Buehler, very good fastball pitcher. Ray's not a very good fastball team. You hope the matchup works up well on paper. It does.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to be locked and loaded to face Morton. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things riding in the line. I've seen a, a number of comments in here saying, um, you know he's due for a clunker morton is due for a clunker which which absolutely but also on the dodger side i mean this is the guy that, that shut them down for the what final three four innings of of game seven of the uh the cheating 2017 world series so there's gonna be some of these dudes in this lineup that are gonna be straight up hungry to to, to murder this guy professionally speaking <laughs> um so that's gonna be uh that's gonna be fun if they if they can take him down but uh yeah there there are a number of things to really like about uh the idea of of him maybe being due for that clunker i don't know i guess yeah
1: and post seasons are always strange you know post seasons a lot of times when guys are hot they're hot and they don't they don't cool down and that happens sometimes but it also on the flip side sometimes it really does happen and they do cool down. there's a couple of guys on the Rays right now that are starting to catch fire. Um, one guy that we talked trash on that may be starting to catch fire. you don't know how it's gonna work out yeah uh, but there's also a couple of guys on their team that absolutely crushed the ball during the last two playoff series and have been dead silent during this one so far. granted we're only two games in this is only the third game but also when you're hot you're hot and sometimes when you cool off it gets bad.
0: Let's uh, dig into the comments a little bit here. Uh, Adrian Coulson on Facebook said you guys are breaking it down nicely thank you very much Adrian appreciate that we're gonna give him a bell I don't know if I have the thing set up right for you guys to hear the bell but if, if, if so there was a bell it made a ding uh, Angela says let's go Dodgers let's get this done LSD73 which is a great name rolls right off the tongue uh, World Series LA Dodgers with some hearts and some emojis and some baseballs King Yellowman says vamos doyers LFG, not in español. In the last part, Royal T says Muncy needs to start hitting, and that's uh, we talked about that in the last game or uh, heading into this World Series. Well, Muncy's not finding a lot of grass. He is doing a lot of good to, to get some get get the job done in terms of keeping the line moving, getting getting runners in or scoring runs himself. Uh, very much a productive guy you would want in that four spot. I mean, getting back to the JT thing. I don't know. I would say, if anything, maybe moving bodies around in that that kind of section there, maybe even swapping Will Smith and JT at this point. I don't know. Uh, might look like a desperation move just because the top five has worked so well. What do you uh, offhand? What do you think about that idea?
1: Yeah, I mean, in theory, I think that works out really well for me. I like JT and Will Smith switching it up a little bit in there, um, even shuffling my x down to Will Smith, moving Will Smith up to JT shifting JT down one as weird as that might sound Mm -hmm. all of that sounds like a good plan to me all of it sounds like it could work the problem is you're in game three of the world series and a lot of times that's not the time to be screwing around with your lineup and and moving pieces around and a lot of times managers aren't willing to do that kind of Mm -hmm. thing so i don't think we'll see something like that but personally i wouldn't mind it i wouldn't mind will smith getting uh maybe even an extra bat in the game because of it too because i mean you can talk crap all you want on Will Smith not finding, finding the grass, but the dude is absolutely smashing the ball, like crushing it. And if he's yeah. going to keep doing that, his hits will come. They'll come in bundles, and uh, I would much rather prefer that than pop outs, dude, every time.
0: Yeah, you you or con- you want contact. You want something. And JT's even struggling to make a little bit of contact. He will get out of it. Like I said, I do I do like this matchup with him and, and Charlie Morton. I think maybe it wakes something up in him. Uh, a few more comments here. We got Justin saying LFG. We got Tyler saying shout out, please. We love please. Doyer's please is an absolute <laughs> legend on Twitter. Oh, that's not what Tyler meant. Tyler wants to shout out. Hey, what up, Tyler? How you doing, bud? Um uh, more stuff. You have any what's up? Gaming says belly needs another another what? Another bomb? Another beer? Because we were talking Just about another. beer earlier. We I mean, needs another. Uh Deborah Young's in the stream saying, Hi guys, it's time for Dodger Baseball. It will be in about forty minutes thereabouts so let's go ahead and move right along to the lineups your Los Angeles Dodgers are batting a lineup that looks like that up on the screen again Austin Barnes in the lineup at catcher Uh, I think I think our buddy uh, AJ or if it wasn't AJ it might have been Eddie one of the guys one of our fine DN faithful was not happy to see Peterson and Barnes going back to back in the lineup uh CT hitting uh heating up a little bit too with that that two-run dinger off of Snell what, were your, what are your thoughts on the lineup against uh, Charlie Morton?
1: Um, yeah, I think the matchups play really well tonight. Um, I like Jock in there against it. You know, if he can, uh, if I, he's going to see a steady dose of off speed stuff. I think Jock will t- because uh, Morton's fastball is good. It's not overpowering, unfortunately, for him. Um, and I think that definitely doesn't play up for him against Jock Peterson, a guy who can crush the ball when he needs yeah. to. I think a lot of left-handed bats will see just in general a steady dose of off-speed stuff. Um, he also likes to work those inside and upper corners, which is bad news for Cody Bellinger, something that he's been beat on all season long. I think Cody will struggle tonight against Morton. Um, now that I've said that, he's probably hitting three dogs <sighs> and that's fine. I don't hate it.
0: Yeah. Um, in hold terms on. of the lineup, let's obviously say, hold,
1: not much has changed.
0: To say notably on that, so uh, MLB on social media they had a thing where it's like screenshot, and that's who's gonna you know go ham tonight. And I got Cody Bellinger. So I guess that has to be my pick to click, Cody, even though I there like, one I, of
1: us, one of us will be wrong.
0: <laughs> we're, we're, so it's the usual. It's the usual. That's kind of it, that's, that's a blue heaven staple right there. Somebody's got to be wrong.
1: One of us <laughs> is always wrong once.
0: <laughs> but anyways, you were saying I think you were saying uh, human American words.
1: Yeah. Um, I like CT moving up in the lineup a little bit just because of the situation of having Barnes in, you don't want to put Barnes in uh, near the middle of the lineup. I get it. He's not clutch. He's not, uh, he's not, he, he's not there to crush the baseball. That's not what he's there for. He finds a way and he's done a really good job at it over the postseason, but he's not there to provide you with a bunch of pop. There was actually a, uh, I looked up some odds. I think it was odds for the first home run tonight. Um, and they had Austin Barnes at the lowest odds at like plus 4,000 or oh, something yeah. like that. So a $10 bet won you $400. Uh, wanted to put money on my old friend Austin Barnes, but just couldn't do it. just do it. Anyways, my click to pick tonight. Uh, I got, I got to go Jock. I, I think Jock's going to, I think Charlie's going to make a mistake to him and Jock's going to make him pay for it. And uh, he's going to hit it a long, uh, long, 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 long yeah. way.
0: I think, too, with Jock, because that's really who I want to pick. But I think because I screenshotted Belly, I have to lock it in because it is online. And guys in the stream here, everybody, go ahead and, you know, call out your shots. Call your shots. Let us know who's going deep tonight. Give us some score predictions, all that kind of stuff before we get out of here in the next few minutes. Uh, But a lot of things really do line up uh, very well for Jock, too. And I I would think the anger of 2017 uh, plays a big role. With with Jock trying to go ham against uh, Charlie Morton, so if that dude throws him any fastballs, you, you could see some Jock pop tonight in uh, in Game Three. Um, get to a few of the comments here before we get to the other side. I do like Street Cats on YouTube saying this is our year. I remember when uh, Walker Bueller tweeted that and immediately deleted it in 2018, so it never came true. But I retweeted <laughs> it for him because screenshots live on forever. Um, we got some more. Uh we got Frank, our buddy Frank Talk LA. Uh everything you're saying is thumbs up. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for the love. My man, go check out uh uh Let's Be Frank. They have a podcast. I think they're you guys still podcasting? I haven't I have it's, hard, it's, to podcast. Yeah, I it's so hard to pay attention to pay attention on the internet right now, so my bad. I'm I'm paying attention to very little. But uh you know, we gotta shout out some OGs and some homies here. Our buddy Hatfield says uh sees the seven five Doyers win tonight. Street Cats is also asking where AJ Pollock is. Well, he had a very good regular season, and uh, immediately got relegated back to platooning into into the World Series. Now it's just kind of funny. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, funny. It, the funny thing about him too is it's not necessarily that he's not not performing exactly. It's just that people are performing better. You know, it's not like a last year playoff where he's like, I'm 0 for 11 and I've struck out so many damn times that there's no reason for me to be playing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different this year. He's He is hitting. It's just some people are hitting better, and the matchups are better.
0: Yep. Uh, Tim saying since Jock is starting, he needs to stay in the lineup until the 8th or ninth. Yeah, that will be key. I, I probably wouldn't look to pinch hit for Jock this game, but um, we know how Dave operates. It's a chance it's going to happen. Uh, Ray is giving us some love. Our, our buddy Ray Bar saying great show as usual. Thank you Ray, much appreciated. Chase has Muncie uh, going yard. What else we got? Uh, Orlando's saying five two Dodgers. King Yellowman's taking a Jocktoberfest bomb. Uh, Big Steve's got Corey. Uh, Jose Rod's pointing out again that the roof is closed, which is going to affect something in the ball game. First time it's happened in this series, but again we like baseball over rain. So that's gonna happen, Richard Hooker. 3-0 Dodgers. We got Sean the tree. Barnes going Apo Taco. Is it seriously? Is it too late to put that ten dollars down? Because I'm down. I'll split it. With Dude, I, I don't
1: know. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just feel like one of those things where he's accidentally gonna run into one.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, think of the beer money, man.
1: <laughs> Four hundred dollars in beer money.
0: Ooh, we. Uh, Luke is going Will Smith. We got another Barnes from Victor in here. We got Kim saying Muncie. We got Jackpot from Luis. Uh, Seeger from Life Journey, Seeger extending his home run record for shortstops. In that case, because he's at seven, which is a record in the postseason for shortstops. Eight would make it a bigger record. Three-one Dodgers. It so would tie
1: to uh, who to tie Carlos
0: Beltran. Yeah, overall, right? Yeah,
1: overall, yeah, is
0: it still Beltran or isn't it one of the uh, Astros cheaters now?
1: Like well, he was runner. an Astros cheater, but just in wow. a different year.
0: <laughs> this is this is fair. I always think of of you know. Lighting the world on fire, oh five Beltran. Uh, in those yeah. cases, uh, the other side of the thing. This is the lineup that Mister Walker Bueller, Walker F and Bueller, gets to face tonight. Same exact lineup that we saw in Game Two. Uh, our boy G Man Choi on at first base. No, it is not Gary at first base. It is G Man Choi because we've seen some of the confusion with friends of the show of uh, I've gotten text asking about that. Oh. So it's just funny. You had to give some Gary love little Gary shout out right there. Hashtag not racist.
1: Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you like anything in particular about this race lineup? I was looking at it and I was like, um, yeah. okay, it's, a, it's the same one. They have potential.
0: It's, it's the same. I, I like, uh, I like Walker against them. I think uh, if, if Lau is heating up, it is something to be worried about. So we got to make sure we don't give anybody any love. Uh, I, I I think if, if anybody in this lineup, and I haven't looked at any previous matchups, so I, I I'm not sure if Walker has faced them in the past. Is there something that that kind of pops out to me by Kevin Kiermaier? Um If anybody's going to give Walker some trouble, it might be a lefty tonight. And, and Kiermeyer again, just kind of randomly pops out at me. Might run into like a a, a flat cutter or something like that. But
1: yeah, he can definitely yank one out of the ballpark on <laughs> Hope a flat cutter like that.
0: I hope I'm wrong.
1: Mueller has not really faced anybody except uh, like Renfro and Margot.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Well, uh, that's about it. We got uh, just under half an hour till game time. As a reminder, this will also become a podcast, so uh, if you missed it or if you want to listen to the whole thing again or if you want to click it or if you want to talk crap about us in the morning, uh, check it out. It's Blue Heaven Podcast on all of the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of things. Find us on the internet. We are DodgersNation.com. There's a whole bunch of Dodgery things there. Surprise, surprise. That's pretty cool. Usually that guy over there writes them. If not, sometimes it's me or other people. You know, the, the names are on it. So uh, pick who you like and then send them beer or something like that. Subscribe to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe. We're doing everything we can to keep building it up uh, so we can keep bringing you some awesome content. YouTube.com slash DodgersNation TV.
1: Well said, guys. I am at Brookmay3. This other guy on the other side of me is at real, at real FRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Make sure you guys hang out after with Doug. Doug's really fun. Doug talks loud. Doug likes the Dodgers. Doug knows <laughs> stuff. He'll complain with you. He'll cry with you. He'll laugh with you. Uh, that's all he'll do to you, unless you ask him. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Go Dodgers. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye.